Welcome to the Agoracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to CEO Interviews, a product of Agoracom, in which we take the time to catch up with small cap CEOs about what's going on with their companies. Guys, if you're tuned in to the wastewater treatment market and how big of a market it is, how big of a problem it is, then you're going to love this interview with Forward Water Technologies. Trades on the stock symbol FWTC. With us on the screen, you can see him. Howie Hanami is the president and CEO. This market is going to be a $500 billion market by 2030. It's already over $250 billion right now, but it's growing at an exponential crazy rate. And why is that? Because currently over 40% of the gold population resides in regions marked as under critical water stress. So treatment of water and wastewater is necessary for mankind. That's you and me, that's all of us to meet the increased demand for water. This is where forward water technologies comes in. First of all, they're not just some back of the napkin company. This is founded. The company is founded by Green Center Canada, a leading tech innovation center supported by the government of Canada. The company's proprietary osmosis technology, Ford osmosis technology, uh, allows industrial users. So this isn't for you and I at home on our taps and things like that in our sinks. Uh, allows industrial users to reduce wastewater consumption by up to 90%. So you can imagine the two immediate benefits. First, for the world, saving water from being permanently destroyed. Second, for the customer, because you always got to have an ROI, large reductions in their operating expenses. So with that in mind, more just lip service, they're not just a great idea. Major initiatives are in the lithium sector, in India, and the food and beverage sector. Just for example, in lithium, they've got over 14 NDAs signed with major lithium extraction companies, all moving forward at a pretty good pace. Here to talk about it is Howie. Welcome back, my friend. Good to be here, George. Good to be here. Sounds like a very exciting sector you're talking about. <laughs> well, look, it's it's my survival, right? Uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to run out of this uh, anytime Absolutely soon. Not. So I'm counting on you. Look, the target market has increased now to 500 billion dollars by 2030. That's bad news for the world. That's good news that you can help. Why is that happening? What's the crisis that's going on right now? So I, 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 I mean, I, George, I mean, I, I know it is. It, it's, it's a sad situation, but out of these situations, you know, opportunities are created. Um, why it's happening, I think there's a huge impact on uh, climate changes. You know, we're seeing that. There's water-stressed regions where water-stressed regions didn't exist before. We even have them here in Canada where 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 companies can't get enough water out of the municipal systems because the well systems are just simply simply lower than they, they were before. There's places in California that used to have water where communities no longer have that water. It has to yeah. be trucked in. This is in North America. We're used to maybe maybe seeing this in places far reaches of the world. But this is no longer uh, an uncommon uh, an uncommon issue. And then the water we do have is getting compromised um, for a variety of reasons. So all of this adds up to um, water treatment, the demand from the public sector to use your water responsibilities, your water responsibly um, as an industrial operation, um, and and just the public awareness is 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 massive, increased massively even over the last two or three years. 
So I think all of this adds up to huge pressure on the on the industrial use of water to use it in a, in a way that, um, I mean, at Ford Water, what we want to strive to is using water as infrastructure, something that is a permanent fixture inside a factory that you just reuse and reuse over and over again, much like you would use an, an elevator or a staircase in a building. It just becomes a permanent piece of our of, of the infrastructure in, a, in an industrial process. And like we any need to new move emerging, and like any new emerging technology, you know, you've got to go through the process of, you know, uh, crawl, walk, run. I guess so. Two thousand twenty-one was your crawl. You IPO'd. You raised a bunch of money. Uh, you still got a lot of that because that the idea was that was to get you to twenty twenty-two to build up the pipeline. You've done yep. that, and now 2023 is where you hopefully start running by closing some of this. So let's talk about 2022 first uh, and how you built up that pipeline, how happy you are. Please, I don't want to say yeah. happiness, but how pleased you guys are with the pipeline you built. So, like, let's under let's let's you know understand for your audience what we've been doing prior to 2021, late 2021, and through 2022 is we've been de-risking the technology. We took it out of the lab, we took it into an engineering environment. We eliminated the scale up risk by actually demonstrating that we could scale this up. We did this in 2019 and 2020 and we've eliminated the application risk. We've studied the different types of waste streams. We know the technology works and you need to do this in this type of technology, de-risk the technology and the engineering scale up. That's done. And in 2021, late 2021 and through 2022, we hit the market with our RTO, raised the money and now it was time to build a commercial funnel. This is the nature of this type of technology and this type of business. So we spent 2022 really hitting the roads, driving the commercialization, building customer relationships, finding out the opportunities. We've got $120 million in unqualified opportunities in our sales funnel. Wow. We have over $30 million in qualified leads. These are leads that we've had initial discussions with the client. We know our technology is something they're interested in. We know it fits. And now we need to just continue developing that client so they get comfortable with adopting the technology. So that's what we've done over 2020, uh, 2022. The really cool thing, sorry, there's just so much going yeah, on. Keep going. The, yeah, the really the cool boss. thing, we launched in, in the wastewater sector. We, we know there's a business there, but in doing that commercial effort, we uncovered other subsectors in, in water treatment that to be perfectly honest, we were not completely aware of. One is a tech, a, 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 a something called brine management. Industry uses salt-containing or mineral-containing brines to carry out industrial processes. These are valuable materials, and they need to reconstitute those brines into high concentration forms to reuse them. We can do that. We can help them manage those brines. The other one that's really exciting for us is lithium capture. Most of the speculated lithium that's going to come into the marketplace is expected to come from unconventional sources. And that's a fancy way of saying out of aquifers that are naturally occurring bodies of water underneath the ground. Those, those mineral deposits in the water need to have the lithium extracted. And it's a multi-step process. We can participate the lithium, in that. But put the water back, right? That's right. And, and it's multiple steps. And we actually can concentrate those brines and those lithium containing rich streams to make them easier to process down that down that process uh, uh, step and we're looking at multiple opportunities so it turns out that within that unconventional lithium world we've got 
multiple steps that we can participate in. We've got multiple companies that we can we can talk to. So we've got a ubiquitous technology that's that's really really exciting for lithium. Lithium's emerging. The demand for lithium is clear. The supply for lithium is not going to meet that demand for a number of years, over a decade. So the market's right there. People who are looking to get that lithium extraction business off the ground are designing their processes today. They're making buy decisions. And the really interesting thing is there's no incumbent technology to displace. People are making the first round buy decisions. We see this as a rapid way to get our technology adopted, proven, and then that can go back and we can use all that information to, to satisfy the engineering community to show that our technology really works. So, you know, our 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 funnel's growing faster than we thought it would. That's really exciting. Great. 2023 years. is the year that we close on those. That's, and, that's and, what our focus is. And you're is. not just talking, look, the one problem with small caps is uh, they'll say, well, the widget industry needs reno- innovation. And uh, if you can innovate in the widget industry, then we can get all this market share and make all this money. Well, theoretically, sure, that's pretty much any business of the world, but that's always been the fault. But you've got is I, and I want to. You've got more than fourteen NDAs signed I, with major lithium companies, including lithium extraction companies, including uh, Cornish Lithium. That's the one name that we do know. You did yep. you did announce uh, a, 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 a contract with a pro. I'm reading this a prominent Western Canadian lithium company. We don't know their name yep. yet. And you also signed an earth development project with a globally positioned mining company. Uh, That's correct. So you're not just talking the talk and theory and 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 rainbows. What is it that what is by your technology that attracted just these three of the fourteen or so more companies that you've got under NDA? So so well, our technology is 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 salient to their uh, their proposed process development, and why is that important? So. The lithium is contained in water streams, and you go out to get to pluck it out, like the, the literally the needle in the haystack. Um, the best thing you can do is concentrate those streams because it just makes it easier to handle downstream. And there, as I mentioned earlier, there's multiple steps. You you do is you do one step, you've got to recalibrate, get ready for the next step, and we help them recalibrate by reconcentrating those streams and making them easier to pluck the needle out of that haystack in multiple steps. And when we propose how our technology works, the engineers on the other side say, well, we can use it at this step, and we can use it at that step, and we can use it at this step. And they get really excited because it makes their other processes much more efficient. And these companies give us a call back when we reach out to them. We develop, we say, and then we move to the next step. And this is where we get early stage development contracts. We say, look, don't just believe our words on paper, give a sample, We'll send it back to you concentrated and you can do your analyses on it. And that has led to further studies, right? So engineering skid or engineering level studies where we're doing large scale treatment and providing the concentrates of these various fluids back to these companies where they proceed to their next step. And they say, yeah, this is better than than what we'd imagined. So we're working down that pathway. And we believe that that those companies, such as Cornish Lithium, will get to a position where they're going to say, we want a field trial. We want a buy decision. We want this on site. And um, that gets really exciting for us. Really exciting. Uh, ballpark speaking, ballpark, and we're not going to try to pin down a specific number, but give people an example, if you can, if George Calm Lithium decides, yep, I want one of your treatment solutions. I want to go, you know, what is it? You know, if I buy a filter from my house, it's a couple thousand bucks. You know, 
what are we talking about ballpark, you know, yeah. per, per well, system? We're learning that every lithium approach has got different constraints. And we'll, I'll give you, you know, one of our clients that we're dealing with, they have multiple wellheads, meaning they've got multiple sites where they're extracting water that has the lithium, and then they want to send it to for central processing. And the problem with sending it to central processing is they're constrained by trucking, meaning they have to take that water out of the ground and they have to drive it somewhere. Well, our process can allow them to concentrate it on site and then send the concentrate for further processing. So instead of driving 10 trucks, they're wow. driving one truck. And they've got over 20 sites. And given their flow volumes, we understand that these could be potentially be between two to $5 million installations. That's $20 million or 20 million sites over, over times two to $3 million possibly. So these are potentially $60 million business wow. deals. Okay. Now, that gives that's, a good idea of what we're talking that's about. Not gonna hit it, you know, that's not going to hit it once, but it's going to be one. And yep. then they're going to want two more. And then they're going to want four more. And then they're gonna, that's going to keep us busy. And Howie, there's got to be a massive ESG component to this because here's what I'm thinking. The reason you're extracting lithium is to help the environment because we're going towards electric vehicles. So yep. electrical, electric vehicle buyers want to know that all the elements that go into their cars aren't hurting the environment. So we always hear about things like, you know, is it is is the nickel and the cobalt and all that, you know, lithium is an all. But on top of that, you don't want to be George Com Lithium that says, hey, I'm supplying all this great lithium to Tesla. But while I'm doing that, I'm really damaging the Scorching water. The earth. Yeah, absolutely. The so is there a massive ESG component this, where they also almost have to go through it's not it's not just roi which is great but they're highly right. motivated and incentivized to implement forward water oh and, and in fact it's even they're not incentivized i think it's a must do it's one of their constraints yeah. you you have to have sustainable minerals in your ev car and let's just talk about lithium because that's one of the major components yeah you have to have sustainable lithium um you can't pollute the world by getting that lithium. It just, it, it, it doesn't solve the equation. Yep. So one of the benefits to our technology is one of the, as a concentration technology relative to, for, for water solutions or mineralized uh, uh, brines. Um, right now, it's, it's, it's basically burn or boil. That's, those are your opportunities. It's, it's, it's um, you know, a, a very archaic way of, of concentration. You boil the water. Anybody who's boiled pasta knows how much energy has to go into boiling water. Our technology avoids that completely. And by doing that, we save energy. It's lower cost because you're not pumping all that energy into, but you're not burning the fossil fuels to get that energy. So yeah. you've got a CO2 wow. footprint. We've got our partner in India who has done a head-to-head -head comparison with an evaporator system, which is the classic piece of equipment one installs, a, a multi-effect evaporator. And we know at first order, we're at least 50% better in terms of GHG footprint. And we've got pathways to adapting solar thermal, which makes us 80% better. So we're eliminating eight tenths of the CO2 emission compared to the go-to technology, which is a multi-effect evaporator compared to, to you know what's done today. So we can provide that CO2 reduction at a lower cost and provide uh, brines that are low, lower cost to treat downstream. So it's just, a, it's a win, 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 and you're delivering lithium to the EV market. So this, we think this adds up to a great, a great, a great solution for, for the lithium market, but also for the wastewater market as well. Um, wastewater that's boiled is going to take a lot of energy and we're going to eliminate that as well. So you see the benefit all the way along. 
So the last step that remains here is, I guess, on-site testing, right? If I'm George Com Lithium, I'm looking at the numbers, I look at the theory, I've probably done, you've probably you've done some lab testing, you've done all of that, then on-site field testing. So take us through, uh, so I don't want to talk about any of the companies you've announced because then I don't want people to get confused. So if I sign an NDA with you today, I look at the data, I like it all, I say, okay, how we come over my my project here yep. on what does it look like on-site testing, then how long it takes me to come to conclusions? And so that. we de-risk we de it. We've got a very defined process. We talk to you initially. We do some paper studies. We move to laboratory studies. Then we move to engineering studies. That's the process we would do that. So we'd be treating uh, hundreds and hundreds of leaders at our site, um, uh, at our headquarters in Sarnia. But when that's successful, we one of our use of funds from our RTL was to build a transportable mobile demonstration site. We will bring that to your facility. Um, we will then establish it for two to three months. We'll run at up to 30 uh, to 50 cubic meters a day. So 30,000 to 50,000 liters a day input at a true, you know, essentially a true commercial scale. And we will cooperatively evaluate the benefits. We'll set success criteria. You know, what's your volume compaction? What's your concentration factor? What does your effluent characteristics look like? And if we meet those, Criteria will have a, a, you know, a a a go decision to make at that point that we've pre-negotiated that we'll go to full commercial scale with you, right? Um, but we've got the ability to get on-site, drop our equipment there, run it for two to three months, demonstrate the technology works, let you put your hands on it, um, measure all the things that you need to measure, and based on a success criteria, go to full commercial implementation. I mean, just just the lithium vertical alone is potentially a monster company maker. So let me talk about the other side. George Com Lithium is your first company. We do the testing. We do the on 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 site testing. Everything goes great. I give you the PO. I love it. I save money. I save the environment, and I'm true to my mission of providing the world with uh, sustainable lithium. How do you scale uh, when it gets to the point when the word gets out? If and when the word gets out, where like. Because George Com Lithium is going to announce that, obviously, and then yep. ABC Lithium X Y. How do you scale this now? Let, let, let me let me start. Let me answer that question in a kind of funny way. Let's tell you what we're not going to do. We're not going to build a giant fabrication facility to make these pieces of equipment, because our our equipment, while we have a proprietary process, it's an ensemble of stuff that comes off the shelf, and it is it is uh, technologies, will process technologies that you can buy, and. There's a huge capacity out there for what's called fabrication. That is putting the parts and the components together. So what we're going to do is we're going to work with third parties who already have that established fabrication capability. Nice. That way we don't have to capitalize it. We're protected because our, our approach is, is intellectual. We're protected by intellectual property. So we can go to these fabricators, partner with them, and they can deliver the, 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 the bolted together components under our instruction sold as a forward water um, uh, labeled piece of equipment. So we're already engaged with people uh, in the wastewater space who have this capability. They also have a client base. So we're looking at strategic partnerships with people who supply to the wastewater industry. We're gonna come in with a differentiator for them. They've got the fabrication capability and we're gonna partner with those in other jurisdictions beyond Ontario and Canada. So we've already signed up with, with uh, uh, licensee in India um, we're speaking to people in the United States. We're speaking to people in the United Kingdom. And that's going to allow us to deploy rapidly, um, right. internationally, 
and and have our local boots on the ground, if you will, in those jurisdictions by working with these partners. And we're doing this on on a on a very our investment is going to be very very lean on that as as forward water because these partners already have this you know this installed capacity to to build. And I'm glad you so said that. I'm glad you said that because there's so many small cap companies that even if their dreams come true, that's like, okay, great. All I need is $500 million to build my widget to make it a reality. And then the company dies on the vine right there. Whereas you've got these assemblers already lined up and it's a variable risk. There's no risk because you're only ordering assembly and parts and all that. If George gives you an order, so you don't even have any worry or that kind of risk at all. Yeah, and 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 you know what? Why you know why are these guys wanting to, to partner with us? Why are these people and these companies wanting to partner? With us? Most of them are building Me Too products, right? There's you know very little out there that's new and 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 patent protected. There's some companies that are fairly innovative, um, and and but we're working with these companies that want a differentiator. So they're interested in us because we give them a different angle, something that they're they, the 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 company down the street can't supply. And um, we're working with them because they've got the fabrication expertise and an established client base. So we're going to get access to their clients. And that's, that's really exciting for us. I don't know if you know this, Howie, but 16 years ago, almost to the day, Steve Jobs demoed the first iPhone. And if you remember, <laughs> uh, you know, he took the boring phone that was basically, you know, local, didn't have, didn't have a lot of capability in making phones and making calls, send some messages, physical keyboard. And he came in and appleized the mobile phone industry and the, and the rest is history. In a lot of ways, I know it's still early. I'm not calling you Steve Jobs yet, but do you think that's what you are to the wastewater treatment space? Uh, because you're using newer technology. Uh, you know, you're not boiling or destroying the water. You're, you know, you're saving it. And, and you, are you appleizing the wastewater treatment and management space? I, I, so Yes and no. Yes, we are, but we're part of an ensemble of family of, of developing innovative technologies. And why why I say that is is there is no silver bullet technology in the water treatment industry. You're going to need multiple silver bullets. We we happen to be one of them. I think there are other emerging technologies that I think are going to play a role, but it's going to be the coordination of those technologies and how they they meet together that's going to give us the next generation of go-to established incumbent technologies. I see us as being one of those incumbent technologies. That gives us a 40, 50, 60 year run as, as, the, as the, one of the go-to technologies, but it will be a family of technologies that solves the problem. Um, but as you pointed out in the beginning, in 2020, uh, 2030, it's a $500 billion marketplace. Massive. I'm happy to take a fraction of that, right? So I think that's a great business, um, but we also need to be cognizant of, we need, as a industry group, we need to be able to solve the problem, the big nut, and that is make sure that there's water accessibility for everybody. And I think we are part of that solution and there's more than enough room for us to fit. So going back to this is the year where you, you you prove it or you don't, and I think you're going to, and I hope you're going to, can you give us a ballpark idea of when you think decisions might start being made? Go, no go decisions. Will it be, you know, by mid-year in June? Will it be close to the end of the year by Q4? Just to give shareholders and investors at home an idea of, yeah. okay, when do we start finding out if the market says, let's go? I think, I think 
I think, you know, what the investor market needs to look for is when companies make commitments to these on-site demonstration plants, because that is that I, I, I that is a lot of development and a lot of client uh, business and forward water relationship that's gone on to get to that point. That's a meaningful, it's a very meaningful uh, step for any company that takes yeah. it on site. It's revenue generating. We're not doing this for free. They're going to pay for it. These, these would be nice. six-figure contracts, nice. right? Um, they've got to put skin in the game. This is, you know, this is serious. When the investment community, I think they see that, that's that's a real tangible way down the path, right? Um, and I, so if I was on the outside, that's what I'd be looking for. I'm hopeful that they're, you know, over the past year, we've been developing some of these relationships, doing the physical work in our engineering uh, arenas, um, um, producing those reports. I'm hopeful that as soon as Q1, we'll be able to see something of that nature, certainly wow. by Q2. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's so even a lot it of work too. Even if it's the first half of this year, you know, that that's fine. That's, I think everyone can wait for the first half of this year to start hearing about yeah. either on-site, you know, on-site tests or yeah. go, no, go. Now, now that said, I mean, a lot of the lithium companies, as an example, I know we talk a lot about lithium, but it's just such a, it's such a rapidly developing sector. Yeah. Um, a lot of these lithium companies, they're, they're both private and public. But you take the, the public ones, they've made commitments. They say, we're going to be producing by lithium by such and such date. They they have to meet those commitments, as as we know. And all investors know, they're looking for, you know, this is what you said you're going to do. Are you doing it? And so they've got to make buy decisions in the very near term to make their own commitments. So that's exciting for us as well. Because yeah, that's you're right. I mean, they're being pushed really hard right now. And we hear it all the time. Tesla's looking for suppliers for G. They're all looking for suppliers. We're seeing some deals announced, ironically, in the small cap world. We're actually yep. seeing some deals between small cap resource companies and major automakers out there. So yeah. the push is on. They need to really move fast on this. So the good news is you've got someone else kind of pushing the go, no go decision, which is great because that's where you want to get to. They're, they're not they're not saying, ah, maybe next year. Now, now the other interesting thing, because we've talked about this ourselves, right, is it's really hard to discriminate between, oh, do you buy this lithium company or that lithium company? Some of them are real estate plays right now. Some of them are just trying to get rights. Some of them are drilling. So the interesting thing is um, Ford Water potentially allows you access to all of them. If we start partnering and selling to all of these companies, right. we're an investment in all the lithium opportunities. So just an interesting perspective. You know, I never thought about that way because if George Com Lithium says it's a go, that means I'm going to be producing lithium. That means I'm going to be using your, wow, right. I never thought about that. You're and derivative to the small cap lithium space. Right. We're getting traction with, with as I said, you know, we have these NDAs that, that are, are proof of, of contract, you know, contact. We start selling to six or seven or 10 of them. One way to get a piece of every one of those opportunities is is to is to look at the derivative. That's that's us. So I'm actually making note of derivative here, so I can put that as a mini clip that we can that we can use later. Hey, really yeah. quickly, so awesome on the lithium man. This first half, I, I can't wait to find out if you know you're the next Steve Jobs or not. So th this this is exciting. Well. I, yeah, that's that's a lofty goal, but I hope to get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah but sure. you know, <laughs> over time, but you might revolutionize the space, and hopefully that's going to happen. But we got to remember, if everyone at home don't get too excited, we got to wait to see it happen. But at least we're gonna we're gonna have a pretty good idea by the end of Q two as to where the company stands. Really quickly, India. 
you talked earlier that you do have uh, Goldfinch Engineering over there. You're yep. talking to them. Uh, how are things looking in India? How's that progressing along? Uh, they continue to make good good progress. With last time we spoke uh, with them, which was in December, um, they've got about six opportunities that they are looking at. They piloted at three sites already. Um, we know when we visited them in India and to help them tune their operations. Um, they were in final negotiations with a chemical company, a dye manufacturing company. So we're hopeful that they're going to be delivering equipment uh, in the new. In this, well, we're in the new year, um, this quarter as well. So uh, they're making progress. They're making progress. You know, stumbled stumbled a little bit because of COVID. We couldn't travel and and help them out right. with their engineering. But they did a great job uh, by themselves and with these Zoom calls as well. Uh, I'm so I'm quite impressed with what they've gotten done. And quickly on the food and beverage side, you're at advanced R and D stage there, where you're you you where you get what you're implementing is the ability to cold concentrate liquid food and beverage, uh, and, and which is a complete opposite from the high heat concentrate. Yep. You got some grant money, so again that proves that I've not proved that's third party validation that you guys know what you're talking about. How is uh, I, I'm assuming you're deploying that grant money now into more R and D? Yeah, we started the first. First stage in the last quarter, last calendar quarter of the year, um, we're making sort of the critical, um, the critical proprietary material we need to 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 run that process. So that's underway. So we hope to have that. Um, so we've we've done the preliminary work sort of at the bench scale, if you will, both with us and at Queen's University. So we know it works. We're now at the stage where we're trying to get it to the gallon scale or the you know multiple liter scale, and. We just we're working on this one little piece of material. We know we can make it. Proof of concepts behind us, and so we're just scaling it up with a uh, a partner that's got the expertise in doing this. And we hope to have it in our labs and run the process uh, second quarter of this year. And you know we'll be concentrating you know 20, 30 liters of of orange juice or of white wine as an example um, or coffee. And and then we'll be starting looking at bringing in partners at that point to say, hey, we can scale this up. We need a food and beverage partner that we want to work with. And, and that's uh, that's another thing that's, you know, I don't want to get too excited about the, the bright and shiny thing, but that's a really exciting uh, uh, opportunity as well. So food and beverage yeah. concentrate is, a, I don't even know how big that market is, but I guarantee it's got several Several billions, you know, in yeah, front of yeah. Just the, sir, just the just the syrups and concentrates market is uh, about a sixty billion dollar a year opportunity in North America. So that's pretty exciting. Now, we've done some of this in the lab, right? So we've cold concentrated coffee, we've cold concentrated wine. How's it taste? Um, How's the coffee taste? <laughs> you, you you know, the, if you're a coffee drinker, it'll blow your mind. It, it, it just the, the 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 aroma that you get from that cold wow. concentrated coffee. It's it's mind blowing, and uh, the 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 concentrated white wine product is incredibly intense. So it's it's a really interesting process. We're really excited by it. Um, we'll see where it goes as far as scale up. Howie, amazing what you've done to watch you take the company from you know the IPO stage, use that money, deploy it to advance your R and D, build up the pipeline, and now the pipeline's starting to really come to that go no go side. And you've expanded verticals. I yeah. love the food beverage vertical. So uh, I look shout forward out to my team, right? Shout out, shout out to my shout out to my team. You know, one of the fun funds was building the team, and uh, the people we brought on board have been uh, you know, exceptional. So uh, I wish it was only me, but it's not the team. Well, I'm glad it's not only you because then, man, I, we'd have to put a bubble around you, make sure nothing happens to you until until you until you've got started making sales. But 
Hey, you know, one of these days I'm looking forward to doing an interview from the floor of your office factory, you know, the operation there with your team behind you when, you know, if and when you announce, you know, the first or many other big wins, it'd be great to have everybody involved in that and get them all. Oh, absolutely. And a nice cup of uh, concentrated coffee. Yep. Yeah. 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 And definitely some better looking people than you and me, because people don't want to sit there and stare at you and me for 25 minutes. Very much, very much the truth. Yes. Howie, happy New Year to you and uh, your family and the Ford Water Technologies family. Can't wait to have you back, my friend. Uh, thank you very much, George. Happy New Year to you as well and uh, all the best. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, or your favorite podcast platform to Howie Honeyman. He's a present CEO at Ford Water Technologies. Company trades on the stock symbol FWTC. Guys, we know that wastewater management and treatment is not something that it's not information that you all have at the top of your mind and especially not new technologies. So in order to understand what we're just talking about, in case you're wondering, how do I process all that? Just get to Agoracom, go to the company's profile page. We've got it nice and neatly laid out there for you. So you've got a good, not 30,000 foot, but thousand foot uh, over, overwatch, you know, understanding of the company. And then when you got that information in hand, go over Forward Waters website and do your deep dive due diligence. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform so you will never miss another one great Agoracom Small Cap Podcast.